Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Today is <laughs> the 20th of November. We are getting close to the end of 2020. <laughs> Looks like we got somebody coming in. Is that the robe? Hello to you. Good morning. Uh, and I can hear you. Good morning. Hi. <laughs> okay. Very good. How are you today? I'm great. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for getting me up. Hi. Getting you up. It's one o'clock where I'm at. Oh, okay. Well, it's only 10 o'clock where I'm at. Midday. What do you mean, thanks for getting you up? What time are you? Yeah, I don't. Up? Yeah. My, my schedule was 1 to 9.45 mm -hmm. when I worked. So I'm a night owl. So I don't, I was, I get up like nine 30 though, but to be up and dressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another conversation. Exactly. <laughs> uh, are you uh, working next Friday? Or are you off? Uh, we haven't had the yeah. conversation yet, but I think I'm going to be off. Okay. I got to find out, um, this afternoon. What do you got going on next Friday? Nothing. I just wonder because it's the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be full. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Thanksgiving's a weird holiday for us because my wife's a vegetarian. Oh. And sometimes she's on shift. I mean, it, it's possible <laughs> Thursday rolls around and they're like, "Listen, you gotta come to work. Or you gotta stay over." So. Um, Either way, I get to eat steak. <laughs> <laughs> that a tofu, huh? Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I, I, and, you know, I, I think I, I brought up the green pepper pie story with you. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I told her a couple times, too, that I like the tofu. I was like, oh. Oh, my yeah, God. Work. Oh, no. Yeah, year six, I ain't having it. She wants to make <laughs> something. I'm like, all right, I'll cook the protein on the side. <laughs> Yeah, one of my best guy friends is a vegetarian. And we always laugh because he's like, well, did you pick a restaurant for me to eat? I'm like, everywhere. They have lettuce everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, I'm always teasing her. Like, there's no way you get the, nutri the nutrients. And she's an iron, like, she does Ironman competitions. Mm. I, like, like, I couldn't <laughs> do it. And I, I eat all the steak in the world. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes, like, 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 there's been some times she's like, "All right, baby, let's go out and let's." I've got a restaurant, like, if we, especially if we're traveling, and it's not been great for me. But other mm. times, there's been some restaurants where I've been like, "Wow, I don't <laughs> even want to say it to her." Like, "Wow, this plant burger is delicious." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. Oh so, what else is going on? How was your week? That was good. I didn't. I don't even know what I did this week. Um, <laughs> it was fine. Okay. It was fine. Any any ride arounds with moms? Oh, actually, I had a good week. I um I had a uh, he's like a cousin, and he hadn't seen him in twenty two years. So my mom called and said he was in town. So my brother and I went over there and hung out with them and my mom. It was really good. We ordered pizza wow. and just hang out outside, and it was really nice. That's awesome. Did anything come of it? Like any new 
Are you going to continue the relationship or? Oh, yeah. I'm close to the sister. So I talk to the sister all every other day. She works for the same company I work for. We started at the same time in high school. So, you know, we, we communicate. He just had a grandchild. He raised his little girl and she just had a baby. So that's why he was initially here um, in the Fresno or something to see her. But it was just all around good, good times. I forget you're out in California. I'm in California. You're not? I am in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. You said Fresno. It, it made me think about it all for a second. I'm like, hold up. Fresno is in California, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in Long Beach, though. So that's like wherever he was going was an hour or two away. I, I grew up in a, in a city over in South Florida called Hollywood. And my yeah. whole life, everywhere I went, not so much now because of the internet, but where are you from? Hollywood? <laughs> What's California like? Uh, I don't know. Not that Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. So mm -hmm. you got any plans to move out of Fresno or your roots and everything's sitting there? No, no, no. I'm in Long Beach. Long Beach. That's right. Yeah. yeah but are you staying? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I grew up in California and I moved to Long Beach. I'm pretty much here. Not going anywhere, huh? I don't think so. Unless I meet a rich man and he takes me off. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so so either you make a million or you make a million. Or he makes a million. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm good either way. All right. And after our conversation last week, anything resonate with you? Any little uh, embers? Yeah, I'm sure I, 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 conversations always make me think about something um, related to what our conversations were because it's all related. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to think as we talk, but at this minute, I'm sure, but I can't call it. So it's interesting that you bring that up. As we start to figure out, narrow down exactly what we're doing from a course design perspective, Depressional mindset is a, a concept that I'd like to just be global, right? Like a growth mindset, but professional mm -hmm. mindset, so like a benefit mm -hmm. mindset, but professional mindset. <clears throat> and as we're trying to figure out what to discuss, the conversation always comes back to, well, it doesn't matter because it all relates. Mm -hmm. You know, you, it's, it's mm -hmm. difficult to talk about one corner of the mindset without it influencing the other because how you spend money and how you buy things in your personal life <laughs> are likely going to map the same way in your per in your professional life so identifying both is is key in in my life coaching world people separate the component you can hire a life coach and you can hire a career coach and you can hire a relationship coach and a job coach and a performance coach and i don't know if it's because of the stage of my career or or just the perspective but i don't know how you influence one without the other you want someone to have healthy relationships while being able to communicate effectively at work you do the boat you do both the same way so this professional mindset and of course as you and i have realized over the course of the last few weeks we've been dis we've been discussing things things kind of line up with us right so i wasn't planning on introducing the professional mindset yet but uh, mm -hmm. here we are talking about how everything is is about it 
And if, if there was anything that I could leave my sons with or the people that I interact with like you or my students or anyone, um, it would be a greater awareness of the it, right? Because if you can see it, then you can move around it. And that's where the professional mindset goes because anytime you can't really see the bigger picture, see the it in it, it's likely because something else is in the way, like emotion or resentment, mm. tension. Granted, these are all but um, <coughs> they stifle that for us. The idea of seeing clearly now is that. The idea of acting like a professional is not just from the mindset of, hey, this is how I'm supposed to act. This is the mindset of how you're supposed to behave. This is a core value. So um, it makes it interesting. I, I also, you know, I, I <coughs> tell you, I try to be authentic. Um, you know, some of this is a little preachy for me because I get myself often, um, I just had one of my students tell me the other day that uh, it's because you're a Gemini. I get real <laughs> with stuff. Hmm. What does that mean, really? Like, like, you get loud or you get... Like, like, I get not so much riled, but I bring all of my energy to the problem, no matter how big or small it is. And that only happens when I'm emotional. When I, I'm really eager to get something, or I really, really, really want something, or I'm pissed off about something. And I found that the more professional approach that I have or the professional approaches that I've had in response to something has always allowed me to harness that good part of me, especially when it comes to conflict. And some of this stuff might not even be in real life, right? Like it might just be in my head. My boss tells me, hey, I need to see you at three o'clock today. That's it. Whoa, about what? Well, the voice in my head, not being a professional, starts to go crazy listing all the stuff I did or maybe I did or maybe they think I did or man did they know I left early or oh, <laughs> did I submit my grades maybe you didn't submit them maybe you need to go back maybe panicking all the way through it just to see that oh guess what yeah you submitted on time freaking out all the way to the door till he's like Joel I just what this happened actually yesterday we're rolling out a new system and everybody's sitting down and all of we have this we have a stand-up meeting in the evening and all of my colleagues come in for one meeting and he starts it off saying i want to show everyone something that joel nagelbush did and that mindset that i had for that moment wasn't as professional as it needed to be and i got nervous uh-oh what what do you mean? <laughs> My stuff. <laughs> you want to show him what Joel did? What? And I, right away, I'm thinking, did he tell me to come in early to talk about something? Like, I went deep on it. And <laughs> I, I had set a standard. And he wanted to show everyone else, look, this is how you do it. Mm. As soon as he said that, my head went from, you know how I talk about that, that your inner voice sort of having a, a, a beta approach or an alpha approach that I want to get it. <laughs> I went from, oh my God, what did I do? To, oh, hey everyone, this is why I do what I do. 
I'm happy to show you. I'll even come in on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm talking to you today, I want you to know that um, this is part of a lifelong process. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I even when I go to my boss's office now, I'll even joke about it. You'll catch me sometimes. Oh, hey, Mr. Principal, what did you call me? <laughs> I always feel like I'm in trouble when I got to go to his office and mm -hmm. laugh about it now. But it's taken me a long time to get to a place where I've been able to become more professional in my own mindset. We'll talk today about how being a lifelong learner and, and being inclusive and being able to solve problems and communicate are all part of that professional mindset, right? Um, we were, I, I had students last week discuss different leaders and one of the, of, of course, first leaders they pick at right now uh, were the two presidential candidates and they were discussing professionalism and what that communicates. And whether you have any depth or not as a human being, and this isn't a dagger one way or another politically, but just for regardless, the look, the professional look communicates something. And mm -hmm. it's important mm -hmm. when you're looking to get a job or you're looking to market yourself or you're looking to mm -hmm. go, go, go find your passion, you need to be able to have a look, a narrative that you communicate through to make sure that you're getting the best in your world to stick with you. That makes sense, right? Yes, definitely. I believe in that. So, you got to look the part. Ah, that's right. So what are your thoughts on faking until you make it? Do you feel that's, that, that's um, like people who mm. fake it until they make it, are they lying? Probably. No. Not probably, because by definition, they are. But I, <laughs> I want to ask you, like, and granted, we're, we, you know, we're yeah. it. You look at someone who came, who would come up and tell you, listen, I got $20 million in the bank. I know how to make money. And then found out they had $10 in the bank. You'd be like, you're, you're a liar. You're scamless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you found out that somebody had a business that was faking it till then, you didn't know other than if they told you. Because it looks like they're busy. It looks yeah. like they're growing. It looks like they're doing what they're All supposed legit. They're just not. Yeah. Do you consider them the same kind of liar? Or the person who exaggerates on a resume? Are there differences? Uh, at... Well, it's all lying. It's on the, yeah, it's I Sure, no. sure <laughs> we're okay with some stuff. Like, like I'm not okay <clears throat> breaking the law to hurt someone. But, right. I mean, you know, I'm not uh, driving home at 35 miles an hour on the on ramp for the highway. Right. 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 Well, right. I got in trouble in class about three months ago. I had one of the students in my class is one of those people that drives the speed limit everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. It doesn't matter where, what, when, why. And we're going to talk about the power of now in a little while, but. It's about discipline, right? Everything's about discipline. 
Mm. So when people are going through some stuff and don't really understand they have some discipline, there's an exercise to go drive, speed limit everywhere you go over 24 hours. And it's hard to do. <laughs> no way I could do it. I'm going to try. I wrote it down. Then, yeah, Ride uh, the speed listen, limit. Listen, it's hard. It's hard. It, <laughs> because I found myself first time doing this exercise that as soon as I got out of the office, I was thinking about it doing 35 in a 25 in my neighborhood. Like, oh, wait a minute. I'm already, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about it and I'm talking about it in lecture. And you know how I get. I just start talking and I'm chilling. And all of a sudden, was, can you guys believe there's some people on the highway that don't do like 55 miles an hour? And sure enough, here goes a student. Oh, but that's the speed limit. <laughs> And she's like, oh, I know everybody always honks at me. Everybody's always cursing me out. Mm. Like, I don't have a discipline for, I was almost admired. Like, 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 how do you, it's impressive. But <laughs> gauge, her gauge of where to break the law and where not to break the law was black and white. Oh, okay. Okay. When it comes to <laughs> our, like, like, are, are all three of those examples liars? Yeah, no doubt. This isn't about punishment. This is about a mindset. This is about how we look at stuff and everybody sees it differently. So hmm. I'm okay if you're fake it till you make it is because you have to demonstrate experience, right? Like you have to go get a job somewhere, but not, not so much for us because <laughs> we've got experience on our side now. But you always see people complaining that, oh, the first thing they ask for when I go get a job is if I have experience. How am I supposed to get a job? Well, I love you. I mean, <laughs> how do you answer that question? Well, that depends. I mean, it might be a little volunteer. Different. Yes. You volunteer, you have to earn it. Um, but in reality, what do you think most people do? Fake it. They type it in or they fake yeah. it. Yeah. This is a real challenge because yeah. this is why hiring people is so difficult. This is why mm -hmm. bringing people into our lives is so difficult because the resume that they put out on social media and then how they act isn't really how they're thinking. Yeah, that picture on Cupid is 50 years old. <laughs> Hold on, what's Cupid? You know, like uh, Cupid is one of those date sites like oh. Match.com. Oh, okay. It's like, really? Right. <laughs> uh, so, Not on one, but I know hey, people that hey, are. You, you won't hear it. So I met my wife on Match. Okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because it's funny. Like, I'm happy we got a good relationship. Otherwise, That's I would never tell anyone that. I mean, I'm happy for you. That's good. I, I personally just don't believe them because I don't know how old that picture is and all those good things you said about yourself. Really, know. are they? So, know. you know, I'm, I'm happy for people that found that person and they got married. It's not like you've been married for a long time. You guys have a, a good right. relationship, but I think they're hard. hard. I don't trust them. Hard. I don't trust them. So it's the same thing in the, in the dating game. I mean, in the selection and recruitment game, when you're looking to get, get a job or, or hire mm -hmm. people. True. When I'm doing interviews, I was doing interviews last week. The first thing I ask people, and I love throwing them like this because they're not ready. 
Tell me something that I can't find out about you on the internet. Mm. And you know, everybody skips some stuff, right? Like they're thinking about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, he don't want to know that. I mean, he want to know that. Because <laughs> the goal is that if I'm going to be spending time with you at my job or in our work or in our careers yeah. together, I need to know that we can vibe. I need to know that we can communicate. Right. Um, the match.com sites and or the cupids or the whatever they are plenty of fish yeah i was gonna say some more but i'm not sure if i'm supposed to know or not so. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah my wife's we're funny we laugh about that because i got guys that are my age that are single and i'll look over at her sometimes be like i'm so happy i'm <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sometimes and they look over at you and go, I'm so happy I'm single. Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, kind of. Not really, but ha ha. <laughs> of course, you have to say that when you're married. Yeah. Okay, back to work. Back to school. Back, yeah. back to school. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> Selection. So these dating sites are mm -hmm. a dashboard for selecting the right people. Mm -hmm. you need the right mindset to find the right person that's no different when we're talking about an organization that's no different when you're talking about going out and looking for a job that's no different when somebody's looking at hiring you and when you have a business you want vendors and you want your what we call resource allocation processes your logistics your little ecosystems hookups to have this similar this 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 uh, the same mindset in approaching things this professional approach this strategic approach I mean, what would you call a professional somebody that's innovative somebody that's creative somebody that can communicate someone that does not care about your differences other than the best qualities that are in you it's a mindset and a lot of people have to get around a lot of stuff to get there. Our natural biases, our unconscious biases, our little hiccups, our vices, the little jokes we talked about those last week. The mindset, the being able, the being aware of the it, as I talked about earlier, is important for forget about growth, forget about um, development and training and, and learning, forget about an, an interview and a job and a relationship. Scratch it. The mindset, the professional mindset gets you, a, gets you into a place where you're efficient in your thought. You're thinking about the now and the why and the purpose. So when change comes, as it's going to, the kind of change that you purposely go after, the kind of change that you kind of wanted but weren't really ready for, maybe some sickness or some illness or a death in the family, a loss of a relationship or a loss of a job, right? Like there's a good chance you might lose a job again. But the growth is part of the mindset. Learning is part of the mindset. 
Awareness is part of the mindset. Looking at it is part of the mindset. So when all of the chaos starts to surround and come at you, you can see about a purpose in it. What's it for? What's it teaching me? It doesn't necessarily mean that being aware is going to give you the answer. I don't know if I told you, but past three or four weeks, I had a whole bunch of chaos in my life in like every corner of my pie. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I couldn't figure out the why in it. Weird stressors, like just weird. And ultimately it comes down to me having a decision to make. So while I'm aware that I have a decision to make, I still don't know what it is or what it's mm. about. I just know there's some uncertainty mm. because wow, you feel it. Mine. I've got mm. everything I want, but maybe it's too much. Maybe I need to shift. Maybe I need to pivot. Maybe I don't something. Those stressors had a purpose and I'm more aware of that purpose or aware of finding a purpose or aware of searching for a purpose <clears throat> because of it. Because of it. Because I'm trying to be aware of it. There's something. Right? And it all kind of starts, we go back, way, 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 way back with, it starts with that there are no accidents. Mm. Because from there are no accidents, there is always purpose. And that means the good stuff and the bad stuff happen. That's where things get really tricky. Because the bad stuff, I, I call them faith tattoo. <laughs> I don't call anything speaking like that. <laughs> I call them faith testers. Okay, faith testers. Faith testers. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. I want to take a drink because I don't want a hard time with that. That's what they do. They test the faith. Because I believe, like most of us, faith tested. Whoever the God is, is all good, all loving, all knowing, all understanding, and parental. Because we're all God's children, or we're all part of the universe and Mother Nature. Right, right. We're kids in this game. It means we're in it to learn. Sometimes you just to have to have faith that it's okay. I don't get the sorrow part of that. I don't get the pain part of that. And as a wish granter for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, I can promise you the depth of that pain. <coughs> I don't know what it is, but I call it a faith tester. And none of us can ever really profess that we know what the why is. We can find our why. Our why is typically selfish, right? Like, I want to help everyone I can. I want to make them better people. I want to help them find purpose in their life. I want to help them help others. But I do that because it makes me feel good. Huh. All right. So let's... <laughs> Let's talk about the angry thank you. Have we talked about the angry thank you yet? You're like, no. Because I know you've no. done it. I know you've done this. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So this is a discussion about mindset. This is a discussion about being professional. As a professional, you are aware of your why and the what you do. That mindset is about growth and learning and doing what's best for the community around you. I mean, that's really the heart of the human being. So the professional mindset is benefit-oriented and growth-oriented and performance-oriented and career-oriented and relationship-oriented. It's you. It's you. We do things to make us feel better. I have a wish granted for the Make-A-Wish Foundation because I <coughs> love helping kids. I have a gift to be with them, and especially when they're in times of needs, and I, I, I love it. But I don't do it because it doesn't make me feel good. Right? It makes me feel awesome. <laughs> so, I call this the angry thank you because I used to be this guy. I'm still a little salty about it sometimes. Uh-oh, and you said I was this person. Okay, that's Oh, yeah, it. this is a story about Joel, but I know you've done it too. Okay. If anybody listening to it has done it also. Okay. So, it's the actually, angry. the millennials will be stopping doing this soon, but... So you ever hold the door for somebody and yes. they don't say thank you? For me, <laughs> I'd hold the door for someone. Like I, I'll go out of my way to do that. Like I'm mm -hmm. that guy. Like, like I, I was the 60-year-old dude helping people when I was 20. Like, like I'm going to hold the door for you. Oh, hey, hey, I don't know you, but I'm going to run up and help. You probably don't mm -hmm. even need it, but I'm here for you. Hi. Mm -hmm. But woo, if you didn't say thank you to me, <laughs> you heard it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I have done that. Yeah, I know. Or you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, wow, babe. <clears throat> Imagine they didn't say thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> because I'm upset that. They didn't say thank you. They didn't demonstrate their gratitude. But by acting like that now, I've become in the same position as them. Right? I set up an expectation. I'm doing this. I expect them to say thank you. The moment I slip the expectation in for them to say thank you, I empowered that person to influence my emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. That is the opposite of being a professional. Professionals don't do that. Professionals are aware. Professionals realize that maybe there's something else to it. Maybe they just don't realize. <clears throat> maybe they didn't even notice. Maybe they thought somebody else opened it up. Maybe they're just rude. It doesn't matter because a professional knows what their core values are. And Joel's core value is opening up the door. Yeah, no problem. It still bugs me a little bit. <laughs> Less if it looks like they need it, more if it looks like they don't. And now I've got a little thing in my head to sort of like a neon light that flashes every time I go to open the door. I think about the angry podcast or the angry thank you podcast or the angry thank you discussion. Like, wait a minute. Don't do it, Joel. <laughs> I used to wonder why my mother, when I was younger, would leave a penny at the restaurant. And I was like, I ain't leaving her a penny because she was rude. She was rude. She didn't bring me the pepper, 
the oh, salt. Oh, yeah. And okay. so I, so listening to you as an adult, my method would would be or is to tell them. Yeah. I probably would still leave you two dollars or a tip, but I'm gonna tell you. You know what? You were rude to me. You didn't bring me the pepper. I had to ask you for everything I needed, and I didn't appreciate it or whatever. But so that's a difference in how me as a as an adult. Uh, <laughs> the other leaving a penny is mean to me. It's mean. So she don't even know what she did, and she's looking at you like that mean lady. She left me a penny. Right. If if nobody else knows. Probably somebody would say she left you a penny because you don't have your your bib on right or whatever that they might say. But <clears throat> me, I'm, I'm gonna let you know. Look, you know you're rude. You're not a professional. You're I'm telling you, you're not professional. So okay. I just thought of something. The next time your mom is rude in the car, mm -hmm. you hand her a penny. <laughs> Okay. After, after you do that, I don't care when, just text me. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. She's not going to, that's going to be great. But, okay. Can I go back to your other, con your other, um, your other comment? I have a, I have a comment. Yeah. So it's timing. I think timing is everything. So this kind of includes dating and not, but so my good friend, a guy, he was getting the divorce, moved back in with the wife. And now he, you know, trying to get out again. Cause I was like, dude, how long are you gonna live on the couch? So he's got a real estate agent and now he's trying to find a place. He's doing something with the house. She's gonna buy it, blah, 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 blah. So recently he wants to date again. He really wants to date. He's like, I gotta date, I gotta have a woman. And so he goes on this site, Cupid. I don't know what it's called, something Cupid. Okay. And he sees a girl and he shows me the picture. I don't think she's cute, whatever, whatever, whatever. So then he tells me, he calls me and he tells me First, he tells me about the house and how the wife wants him to sign the papers and all that stuff, and he's not ready and blah, blah, blah. And then the next conversation is about the girl from Iceland, and she's so nice, and he never met anybody from Iceland and blah, 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 blah. So during all this conversation, I said, okay, dude, I wouldn't get wrapped up in anybody right now. I said, he goes, why? I said, because look where you're at. I said, you, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life. I said, what do you have to offer her? I said, you're just going to cause a habit to somebody else. And so he was like, oh, he goes, so you, so, so what are you saying? And I'm like, Look, don't get all riled up. I'm just suggesting as a friend, don't get caught up with a girl that you really like in the middle of you going through what you're going through. Wait till you find a house and you move in and then go for somebody. Because right now you're a pain in the neck to me. If I was trying to date you, I don't want to hear about all of that. And so he was like, well, you only live once, and I'm a, if I did, I'm like, okay, well, good luck. I, I'm just waiting for the ball to drop because it's going to. That one where you think is not. So, anyway, that's just my opinion. It could work. I, good luck. I just, me, I, okay, so I don't put myself in those kind of situations typically. Like, I wouldn't sell my best friend my old car. I don't want to hear it. I don't care if you need a car. Go get a car from somebody else, not from me. So those kinds of things I try to avoid. And so I'm just telling him, don't find a girl that you really like in the middle of what you're going through because it's not going to work. Right. So is, that, that's very female and male perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um, typically at the beginning of a 
breakup. The female is hurt and heartfelt and the guy is out partying and doing whatever. And then, cause that's what he wants right now. He needs somebody to get his mind away from. And he's a nice guy. He really is a nice guy. I want to slap his ex-wife and I know her. And it's like, you know, it's awful. You have a really good guy, but she wasn't for him. She was just a really homey, don't want to go anywhere, do anything. And they have kids that are growing up in college and high school. So, you know, I, I wish him luck on that, but timing is everything in my eye. It's huge in it. I, I mean, my, my wife, Connie, and I are, 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 it's weird how similar we are mm -hmm. now when we first met, from the moment we met each other. But we were opposite people mm. up until then. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to find <laughs> someone when you're young who you're able to go through all of those life changes with mm -hmm. and still have the same picture of life. Like it's, it's, we're, we're totally different people at five years, 10 years. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, all of a sudden <laughs> you want something different. Yeah, especially when you're not true and you say you like tofu and bell peppers and you really don't. I don't know. <laughs> We got a bad connection on Zoom. I said, I said, yeah, you really don't know them, especially. Can you hear me? No, I, I heard you. You don't have to. Be oh sure. yeah. <laughs> Purpose, that's what I get. That's what I get. It's like, like when I answer the phone on somebody and I go with my voice message. Hi, this is Joel, and they hang up on me. I'm like, oh, that didn't work. Like, okay. All right. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, that's great. Enjoy that's that. That's a TikTok. Yeah. yeah, just like that. That's funny. <laughs> All fake meat and everything. Like they don't even try to hide it. Just fake. <laughs> okay, back to your faith testers and. Okay. Oh uh, well, you who's uh, do, see? Yeah, then you calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you know that this professional mm -hmm. mindset. Mm -hmm. isn't a how we look at things, right? We're gonna go over some, some statistics in a few minutes and people are going to be in the midst of change. Right? There's a lot of jobs, there's a lot of things that are gonna be automated. There's a lot of people that are, are afraid of growth. There's a lot of people that don't want to um, look out of their own personal limits and beliefs to see if there's a whole world of stuff out there and a whole world of money and <clears throat> one good thing about Zoom, if I cough in class, everybody's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm lecture, I got a mask on and I'm like, oh no, I think I might sneeze. Like, no, no. like Joel don't Turn around, face the wall. Yeah, I don't even want it. Like I don't have thankfully I haven't had to sneeze in a mask, but <laughs> so this mindset this approach <laughs> before we got sidetracked a few minutes ago yes power in it the power of being aware of it with all the stressors that can go on in your life is that it becomes an anchor it allows you not the anchor where oh my god it's sucking energy out of you but the kind of anchor that holds you down in a storm. 
we don't like the word anchor because it feels like something you need to let go of, then let's talk about it in purpose. We don't, if there's anything in this contract of life, it's that you're not going to get anything great without a cost. Some cost. It's going to be cost. There's going to be tests. There's going to be challenges. Those tests and challenges come with anxiety, come with uncertainty, come with doubt, come with all the stuff that surrounds that. <laughs> and the way through it is purpose. <clears throat> In the religious discussion, it's considered following the light. It leads the way. It's not easy, but it's not a difficult logic to follow to have faith in a religion. But it's really hard to follow the same logic logic, and have faith in ourselves That we can do it. That we have the gifts. That we have the know-how. That, oh yeah, I stumbled. I knew that was going to happen. Oh yeah, here's a stressor. I was expecting something. That's okay. That's all right. We were just, my wife and I were watching The Amazing Race the other day, and they had this thing where they had to make a pie. They carried these pies in a room, and then when they got right in the room, people started throwing more pies at them. That's what life is like. <laughs> Some of the pies can knock everything out of your hands. Some of the pies are going to knock your hat off. Some might get in your eyes. Some might just hit your chin and taste delicious. <laughs> But eventually, you're going to get to a point where you can carry your pies forward, take everything that's hitting you, and set them down where they're supposed to be. That's the nurturing part. That's the growth part. That's the reason I have bamboo in here, because of the Chinese bamboo story. Because you, you, you often don't see that the pies are coming. You have two delicious pies in your hand. Why would they start flying at your head? Because whatever greatness is waiting for you, it's going to require some thorns. It's going to require some stickiness. It's going to require some stretching and some empowerment. <laughs> That's where experience comes in. In most cases, if, if when have, you've met the 40-year-old and 50-year-old who can't really handle relationships with people or can't really hold down a job or can't really handle typical responsibilities... That's the other side of that. Mm. So I also want to tell you that I'm home alone with my stepson. He's in school right now. So if I get distracted and look that way, that's why. I didn't think you'd mind, but I hear the dog going crazy. So. No worries. This chaos, this uncertainty, the doubt, the stuff that comes, those pies. They make us all feel different, but all feel the same. Right? <coughs> because the way we gauge things emotionally in our heads is typically through a window of a child. Things get palpable quickly. Some of us relate certain types of arguments to certain types of traumas in our life. You ever meet somebody who gets into a small argument about something but freaks out? It's not because they wanted to freak out. It's because... Something happened to, to learn them that. 
to teach them that. Society, the community, experience taught them that that might not be the best way. You can see the difference in that with, with um, family members growing up under the same roof, but totally different. Uh-huh. And the good and the bad. I've got a friend of mine that's got three out of the four brothers in the house. Three of them are in prison. One of them is an executive. Oh my God. Wow. My sister, brother, and I all moderately, I mean, successful in life, relationships, and doing our thing. Mm-hmm. All very different people. Because the experiences are what mold us. Your environment is what guides you. Right? Your professional mindset is <coughs> puts you in a place where you're, you're able to camouflage in all of that. Because the professional mindset gets you so focused on your purpose so focused on being the best you that you don't just go talk to the girl in Iceland just because you need space and think you really want a girl you identify why you're doing it you look at why am I doing the things that I'm doing in my life why am I doing the things that I'm doing for this job to get these skills to get this knowledge, to increase my awareness. Because that's the goal, right? And what we would all love is like is hindsight, be able to see. That comes from awareness. Awareness comes from knowledge. And knowledge comes from experience. Yeah, yeah the experience side is, is, is fascinating to me. Because it gives two people doing the same thing, two totally different perspectives. My first time traveling at sea, I used to work on <coughs> as a massage therapist and a manager, and we were on a, like an excursion in Hawaii. I grew up in Hollywood down here in South Florida. It's flat, 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 flat. And I'm oh. a 20-year-old kid all of a sudden in Hawaii on a ship, and I'm looking at a waterfall. And I'm amazed. It's thunderous and it's wet and I'm taking pictures and I'm tourist guy. Wow, 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 wow. Click, 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 click. And my manager's like, can we go? Let's go to the world. We got to go. I'm getting wet here. What? Man, this thing's amazing. I'm ready to get soaked. <laughs> well, he's from Scotland. We're mountains and waterfalls and that stuff. Like, He's like, man, we got a destination. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, but we got to stop and check. Like, I wanted to look at every tree. He's like, come on. <laughs> looking at the same thing with two very different perspectives because Mm -hmm. of experience. Now, there's also things with narrative. I mean, you can see that with the news, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You can even see it with social media stuff. There's um, an experiment where a husband and wife have the same exact friends. And each one of them looking at their feed has different things come up on their social media about their friends. Because it's tailored to what it thinks their perspectives are. We can just, we can debate the good and bad in that later, but it's a real thing. So you then mix experience with perspective <coughs> and awareness, and now all of a sudden it's a mindset. Does that make sense? 
Yep. Yeah, down here we call Hollywood. We put like seven more O's in it. We call it Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It's got a beautiful beach, but like California, things right at the edge of the beach, not so good. So. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Long Beach is good. You like it, huh? I grew to like it. I never dealt with a lot of it, but when I worked here, my job moved, I moved here. So, okay. perfect. So, and we were talking about your cousin earlier. They're still working at the place that you used to? My cousin? Yeah, isn't it? Uh, no, not anymore. She just retired, actually, in the last two months. Okay. But, um, yeah. What do you got going on for Thanksgiving? Well, I don't know yet. Uh, a good close, my god sister and her son are chefs and they cook for people. So my mother might order food from them so we don't have to really cook. So we'll just go to my mom's and either hang out or collect food and go home. You collect food? What do you mean collect food? Just go to my mother's house and get some food and come on, go home. You know, we don't stay and sit around like oh, Thanksgiving, you know what I mean? Like, go donate it, and you're just going around, scoop it up, and you're out. And my mom's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No. Yeah. Nothing major. We're shutting down here. California, it's, it's a Saturday. Uh, uh, ten. Lockdown? Yeah, not totally, but partial. What does that mean? So from 10 p.m. to 7, or 10 p.m. to 6 or something, it's... Restaurants, everything has to be closed down, all that. 25% capacity, the gyms, the schools, some of the schools are closing. Oh, yeah, we got a lot going on starting Saturday. So. It's amazing uh, what's happening. Yeah, it's really crazy. You know, really, yeah, really crazy. Looking at this, so... There's chaos going on, right? Yes. The, outside of who anyone's political side, whatever side is. Yeah. There's there there's chaos, right? We have COVID, yes. We have just just the possibility of a lockdown, but yep. a shortage on toilet paper. <laughs> there's no shortage. Like, like like what happened? Like you can't like. I don't People even need panic. toilet paper, but I was mad I couldn't buy it on Amazon. <laughs> People are panicking, I know. Yeah, it's okay here. I haven't seen the empty shelves in uh, my neighborhood, but recently in Brea, my cousin sent me a picture of Target with empty shelves. I'm like, come on. It's, it's interesting because we know what to expect, but we're really not sure, and we associate mm -hmm. fear with mm -hmm. uncertainty. Mm -hmm. A more professional mm -hmm. society, mm -hmm. different mindset, mm -hmm. isn't going to do that. It's going to realize that no one really ever ran out of toilet paper. Right. No. Like, like if there was a. No. 
and and you know so eventually we'll be able to have data so here's an interesting statistic because i fill my head with stuff that most people don't need but mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um the drinking so mm-hmm. in, in florida and in most states distribution of alcohol is organized from two major distributors and then it breaks down into mm. but one side gets certain alcohol the other gets other alcohol and they split the thing mm. so they know if there's more alcohol being sold or not the question is is that people's recycling bins now are filling up with liquor bottles <laughs> liquor stores True. are selling liquor off the shelves right so are people actually drinking more or what's the issue so right away you think about the past eight months and you're like yeah people are drinking more drinking more yeah but then throw this in there most people who are who are drinkers drinkers actually go out they might go to the bar for two hours or i got friends of mine that'll go out for dinner and have three long island iced teas I'm like, dude, you got the problem? He's like, coach me, Joel. Bro, all I did was ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I mean, you know, like, it's a lot. Yeah, bring you back in. So, you know, and and he does have a, a, he likes to drink. So, you know that he Mm -hmm. didn't give that up. He goes, Mm -hmm. so then recycling Mm -hmm. fills up. So, it would look like, because of the perspective of one side, People are drinking more. Mm-hmm. If you were to gauge the shelves as people's digestive systems, you'd think people are going to the bathroom more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at the total sales from three months now and then three months last year, it's still the same amount of toilet paper. Mm-hmm. People are just stuffing their house with it. Yep. It, this is uh, the why. Well, we, we might not ever know. I, I, I don't. I, I don't get Fear. it. I don't get it. But here's the thing: even though I don't get it, I got some toilet paper though. <laughs> I put the wifey on the hunt. Man, there's none. Okay, so I told you. I already ordered it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but from an organizational perspective, if you were running a company and you knew something was coming. <clears throat> some chaos you build your system around a mindset that can handle that mm-hmm. so when chaos strikes you're already looking at things from an efficiency do i need this do i want this can it wait oh yeah rainy days won't come oh yeah we'll never get a hurricane and be on lockdown <laughs> yeah said all of us in 2019. Mm-hmm. And the blame for how bad it got and how worse it could have been and what, what, what doesn't matter. Because there's fault all the way back. I, I'm doing some research now. The WHO was, um, mm. there's a report that came out in 2003. There was a coronavirus that was even crazier bad. Mm-hmm. For me, it doesn't, this isn't about, oh, look, you can't trust either one. Mm -hmm. This is about in what capacity are people able to access information to influence their mindset? 
because all of this stuff comes at you. They're all pies in the face, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good, yeah. Right? That's, that's a good, uh, yeah. You know, that slaps you with a pie. Oh, that tastes right. good. Right? Yeah. is like, bah! Oh, yeah, where's the blueberry? You know? And, whoa! Mm. There's a conspiracy <laughs> mango. You know, I like mangoes. Oh, my wife loves that one. <laughs> Sometimes, though, it resonates a little bit. I, I, would, I, I don't know how we could find out, but I, I believe that most, a lot of people made their votes based on what they feel. Right or wrong, doesn't matter. It was about how they feel. I don't like his presentation. I don't like his presentation. I don't like her. I don't like him. Whatever it is. The tricky thing is, is while we want to blow all that off and walk through our life with confidence and what, what, bring on the pies. I got this. I got this. We can't just force through it. Sometimes you got to move a little bit. Sometimes you got to dodge. <laughs> yeah, duck and leave. <laughs> yeah. You moving. Good. Ah, you missed that one. Crack. That's okay, though, because each dodge and each move is a new journey in your life. Yeah. So if you look at step one here to here, all right, that was I lost a job. That was a tough eight months. Oh, okay, but look where it got me. That's how I look at the stuff that I went through. Mm -hmm. And the thyroid cancer, I couldn't get my head around what that had done to how I look at things for a decade. Mm. Mm. Because it caught me. Like I was fatherhood and my son's transplant and was like, oh. What? <laughs> how am I supposed to act? Right. Like, what? Now? Like, what? And then I made some bad decisions in business. Trusted the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, I could be mad at this cat because he should owe me money. But what's the anger doing? <laughs> Certainly not helping me towards my purpose. So I try to look at it like, all right. Like that was your place. You realize that on uneasy footing in life, you probably don't want to make big decisions like that. Without knowing what your purpose is, don't make big choices. Because I wouldn't make those choices now because they don't influence exactly what I'm trying to move forward with. It doesn't mean I make all the right choices every time. But the lessons that I get from the mistakes that I make now are instantly gratifying to my business and my schooling and my teaching. <coughs> it's aligned with what I'm talking about. This is my mindset because I'm authentic, because I like to communicate, because what I do with you today, I do in my classrooms, I do in my coaching, I, I have my wife and my son. It is Joel. It is my mindset. And there are times when I, I don't have to be a professional. Sometimes when I'm not as professional when I need to be. Mm -hmm. But I try to be aware of it. I walked out of my boss's office at one of the jobs that I have literally uncomfortable this week. He was having a bad day and I tried to say something funny. And when you got a mask on, you're trying to be sarcastic. If it don't come out right, mm. ooh, you come off like something, something. Mm. <laughs> and he looked at me and I was like, all right, I, I see it's that kind of day. And Mm. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Checked in the next day, all day long, thinking, I hope he's not mad at me. 
Mm. You know, is he going to say something about mm-hmm. the schedule now? Mm-hmm. You know, because in my head, because, you know, like, like it's difficult to erase the doubt in our head. It's difficult mm. to, we, we've lived our life with mm-hmm. approach. You need a mindset now that changes that. So it's not easy to mm. shift away, right? Like if it's in mm-hmm. our head, that voice we put in a box that's just bouncing around and bouncing around. And in the right circumstances, and in the right atmosphere, that box comes open, and so does that doubt, and so does that insecurity. So does that poor self-image. Add some hormones to it, and that stuff gets even bigger. I learned that mm. with the thyroid cancer. It was like, oh, this is mm. what hormonal is like. Hello. <laughs> Speaking of, of car, you know, t- toilet paper, that's when I knew something wasn't right, because <laughs> I'm hanging out with my boys. Some of them pretty hardcore. And a commercial would come on like, for toilet paper, and I would start crying like Charmin, be like, <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I look over, and they're looking at me like, <laughs> You drunk? I'm like, Hot man. I don't get it. The same Joel. It had just thrown a, a, a softer approach to everything being hormonal, which was eventually what I needed. All of the stuff and experience in my life, the neighborhoods that I grew up in, the friends that I had, the places I moved to, had created a kind of uh, a, a personality, a more jaded Joel. And for me to be the best me, I was going to need to soften that up. I didn't realize that till later. Work my perspective. Because there are no accidents, right? It's easier for me to say that when you've been through cancer. Right? Like, it's easier for me to say that there's purpose in my son's transplant because he received a successful liver transplant. But I do stuff with donor moms. I'm around parents who um, have lost children and they try to find purpose in it. They try to find purpose in it because purpose guides you through chaos. Purpose guides you through change. At the very core of the professional mindset is purpose. Whether you know what the purpose is or not, doesn't matter. Because the action of trying to attain, trying to identify, trying to be aware of your purpose is purpose finding. And if your life is built on, if it is a purpose-driven life, you're going to be able to deal with chaos better. You're going to be able to deal with change more effectively. That's the heart of my business. I own a company called The Change Management Company. And that is the very core of what I believe. It's not just textbook. It's not just academia. This is the life. Because you never really know, right? You never know who you're going to meet or when you're going to meet them. Or So if your goal is, let's use your mom and the penny as a lesson. If the goal is to give the lady a penny, to teach her a lesson to be nicer 
the more effective approach would be yours where you tell her listen i'm giving you this tip but you could have because we could end up back in this you know you the dude on the subway or the lady at Publix. Mm-hmm. what if the waitress had just been sexually assaulted by her boss or kid just got kicked out of school or lost a loan or or maybe she yeah. was distracted and didn't want to do the job and didn't like the way your mom smelled. Right. Or your mom was grumpy about something and didn't like it. Very. She could have said something. Yeah. I, I don't know, but we in in a Socratic approach. Yeah. We're looking at that like maybe there's a better way to help that. In a professional approach, we don't do that. We don't do the anger. We thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Right? Yeah, we, no. We're, we're well, in those so- days, I think you you probably didn't do it. In those days, no, you probably no, didn't say not. nothing to anybody. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was I was a jerk. Hmm. You know, I used the example when my son had a liver transplant. Um, he was three months old when he found out when we found out what he needed it. Six months old when he got it, and we had to drive 35, 40 minutes. Um, to the hospital and it was it was a lot going on you know with thyroid cancer my grandmother just died from a medical error in that same building Mm. and Mm -hmm. i'm having to drive back to this place while managing it like a lot and jobs and Mm. school and it was a lot Mm. they had the express lane and i remember people being in the express lane and driving the speed limit <laughs> and realizing that, oh my God, this was back in the day with the beepers that I just got the beep that we got the organ. Mm. This cat's going to play games with me and try to break check me and slow me down right now. Like what? <laughs> and I say that like, oh, wow. Yeah. Listen, I've, you know, I'm always authentic here. I've been that guy. Like, oh, I didn't even know I was going slow. Sorry. But now, since you're riding my, I got to step off the gas a little bit. Now I'm going to teach you a lesson. By being a bigger hole than you are. That's the lesson I'm going to teach you. Like, you don't, fight, logic doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I, I agree. Mean? Like, like, if your yeah. goal is, to get the most out of anything. That's not how you act. <laughs> but it's instinctive to many of us. Mm-hmm. It's revenge. Yeah, and, and it's got to get you back somehow. Yeah, I, I want to get even. So not good. That's right. And yeah. you can see that that's a social, a societal thing all the way up into the political level. Yeah, oh yeah. A lot of people didn't like Trump or don't like Trump because they feel that he's arrogant. He's whether he is or not, different matter. Doesn't matter. That's the perspective. But the very same people feel like they win, and they're going, "Ha ha ha ha! We won." Wait, we can't do both. Mm -hmm. Because once you do that, the one thing you stop immediately is inclusion. And we're going to talk about this in this presentation I called the, the master inclusionist. Because that's the goal, right? Is to build a network, the tribal leadership. 
You want people and groups and awesomeness around you. That's my goal. <laughs> yeah. In my life right now. Yeah. I really do want to work for Tesla. I'm working on it. Tesla, you said? Yep. But not right now. I'm just keeping that on my back burner. What does that mean? Keeping in touch with the people. No, no, no. Huh? Break checks. That's the break check. Going down the highway. Oh, wow. I want to go to Tesla. I want to work at Tesla. That's my yep. job right now. And then here, yep. here comes, wait, wait, break check. Right. Not right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not right now. I'm just keeping my doors open with the people that work there that I know. I see what you did there. Doors open, Tesla. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I got just Just saying, you still didn't give me an answer, but I get it. So, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what did I miss? You didn't tell me why you're not looking for a job there now. Because of COVID. Okay. That's a good reason. Yeah, I'm not getting out there if I don't really have to, and I don't have to right now. But in the meantime, I'm building up my professional skills and meeting people like you and that's that's what I'm doing when people ask me well, what are you doing well why aren't you working what shut up but I'm not a bragger so I'm not everybody doesn't know what I do or what I'm doing they just figure oh and they ain't doing nothing she retired and she's just chilling no not really I'm not happy I'm not I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm doing now I'm on a path with you school and I'm like okay I'm just gonna stay here for a while and I'm gonna take care of my 80 year old parents and I'm going to try not to get COVID and I'm going to, you know, I enjoyed working. I, my, my 40 years were good. I didn't leave on a bad note in my, in my eyes. Right. So those are the reasons, right? Like you don't want to go to test. Yes. Now those are the reasons. So Right. I, if, if you came to me and said, Joel, listen, I want to sit down for one of your coaching contracts and I want you to help me out. Um, that would be my goal. Mm -hmm. That's the mindset, right? Like, so no matter what happens, any, because that's where we get most of the chaos and doubt. The, mo the thing that unlocks our inner voice the most are the people around us that we care about because they mm -hmm. have a way in. Mm -hmm. and they're the ones that create the most doubt. So if you have the mindset as a professional to listen, I'm working on me. I'm trying to get the skills I need to be the best candidate at this particular job. That is the definition of purpose driven, especially if you want to work there. Like that's, that's the magic in it too. Like to yes. find a place at this stage in your life. Yes. Where you, you can want to do something because that's the key to your life. Yeah. You want substance in your life. You want the right path. While we talk about all of these components, we're almost all the way through this presentation. Wait till you see me slip through it. While we're going through all the stages in your life, the lifelong learner is also <laughs> the mindset, right? The most effective and best and smartest and efficient organization is the one that continuously trains and develops its people. The most successful people are those that continuously train and develop. And it doesn't matter about associate's degrees and bachelor's degrees anymore. While you Is it normal to feel nervous about it? Is it no normal to feel nervous about what, where are you? <laughs> where are you going? I'm just going down this normal. street. I'm not really sure where the building is, but yeah. I'm going and I'm going. So 
that's kind of nervous sometimes to me. So nervous comes in because you forget that, wait a minute, what am I doing here right now? The purpose is to explore. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because See what's out there. Time, you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The, 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 you're exploring your inner <laughs> self. You're becoming self-aware. You're adding, it's called emotional intelligence. We talked about that last week. Mm, yes, we did. You are, are becoming more self-aware and self-actualized so you know where to go and what to do next. Because we originally talked about going to get a job and going to take a job. At this stage of our life, I was having this conversation with my son the other day. The mistakes mm-hmm. at our age cost us differently. Mm-hmm. 18, 19 years old, you lose a job or your business doesn't succeed or you get in trouble or, or you hurt mm-hmm. yourself. It cost you maybe everything, but you can get everything back pretty soon. Mm-hmm. At this stage in our life, it costs us everything. Mm-hmm. Not over. May not Maybe always. Not at this at this age, right? It, instead of taking two years to get it all back, now it might maybe take a decade, right? Or to recover from a bad decision, or to some kind of tr- these things. It's um, sometimes uh, when you're too hard on yourself, like I was when I was going through what I was going through at work, and so many of my girlfriends, not successful two of them purposely, I mean, two of them I'm discussing that are not successful work-wise or marriage-wise kept telling me to go out on disability. You should just go out on disability, girl. You can collect money. You can go out. You can stay out as long as you want. You can then, And I kept saying, that's not my deal. I, that's not right. I ain't disabled. I'm not going out on disability. I can't, I can't do it. Oh, girl, you crazy. You blah, blah, blah. So I kept it was in the back of my mind, but I, that's not my, me anyway. And I'm like, no, because once I leave here, I mean, I'm not coming back unless I come back and apply for another job. But I, So I didn't go out on disability. And I'm so glad that I listened to me and not my friends who were trying to give me good advice. And then I'm looking at both of them. And I'm like, really? I'm going to listen to you two chicks? Nah. No, I'm going to think on my own on this, which I usually do anyway. That's why, you know. I'm me, but I'm so glad. So, so the fact that you're right, it's not a big deal to me. Yay. How do you like that? How does this miss That was for me. I'm happy for me. Well, but here's, here's what's important to me. Why were you so hard on yourself in the first place? Because I worked 40 years at a company that I gave my life to, and I wasn't, that wasn't my plan. I wasn't trying to leave it. I wasn't trying to leave. You were, I, mad, I, you were mad that, that somebody snatched your plan. Right. I was mad that somebody took away my plan in that. Yeah. I, you know, how, yeah, how are you going to just do that to me? What do you mean I don't get to work there anymore? Right. What, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. I still have a hard time with it, but it was a blessing in disguise. And, and I, I, you know, I really appreciate the classes that I've taken and how I got connected with you and Abdi and Deidre by going there, I never would have. And I don't know where this all is going to lead me, but it gives me purpose. Feels good, right? Yeah, it really does. It, it gives me purpose. And not everybody knows what I'm doing. They just, what? Why you didn't answer the phone for two hours on Friday? What you doing all every Friday that you can't? And I tell people, well, I'm taking some classes, but I don't elaborate. And I don't, because I don't know, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm talking to my mans. <laughs> 
yeah so i just but i'm but i'm not uh i'm not what's the word for it i don't regret that i'm doing it yeah so and then i I can promise you that that's natural so much so that you know i'm pursuing my doctorate okay and <laughs> yeah, I saw all that. <laughs> you know, like like thankfully, and I'm grateful for this that what I'm studying is it's it's aligned also with my business and this stuff and mm-hmm. even with my master's degree. Like I, I started my master's degree right. Like I met my wife and then we broke up for a little bit and I was like, cause I thought, oh yeah, let me go back out to that single life. That was fun. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to start school. I really wasn't sure why. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we're awesome. And then now I'm third year doctoral candidate. Mm-hmm. What it did and what it does is that it took my mindset from that old Joel, that jaded Joel and all of that stuff and started to polish it into a way that it was like, like, a, like it just became a, a method of attraction mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that I found that really the people in my life were there for a reason, like for a reason, even in, in interviews I would do with people, I was learning things from them. Mm-hmm. and I was helping them and we were because that was part of embracing the journey the schooling helps me with that in ways where <clears throat> excuse me I look at the debt as okay because while getting the doctorate is going well maybe not anymore but it's gonna it, it should help me increase my platform to do what I'm doing with you mm-hmm it's going to have some debt over the years. But for this stage in my life, this is what I want to do. And the education helps drive that. So even though I don't know what it's going to do for me, I like what it's doing for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes, I know mm-hmm. that makes sense to you because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have mm-hmm. friends that have made millions of dollars and have a high school education. Mm-hmm. And they look at me like, well, f- school for what? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm like, and even right now, I'm not even sure I would suggest somebody go to a school. I would mm-hmm. like, I like to get a bachelor's degree. I, they have the programs at American Heritage and like, like these, these mastermind classes, these 10 week classes, these mm-hmm. classes, right? When you go to look for that job at Tesla, what they want to see or what kind of skills do you have that can help us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, during the pandemic, I was transformative and I learned this skill and this skill and this skill. Mm-hmm. Because every time we do a session like this, a two hour session, mm-hmm. it's like a mm-hmm. two hour professional development class. On your resume now, you can figure out oh, wait, I can put that there. Mm-hmm. So, go through my yep. presentation, which I think we have is going to be funny. I would. Like, up, oh, talk about that, talk about that, talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, it doesn't change anything for you. It just, I think on your side, it goes to the presentation mode. And 
Okay. So you're in Long Beach. Is it bad that all I think about is all the rappers I know from Long Beach right now? <laughs> Snoop Dogg, my bud. Yeah, my buddy. Of course. Of course. Too short. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into that. Old school, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hollywood. <clears throat> so corny. So, um, <laughs> professional mindset. So awesome. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things we talk about in leadership and as being a professional, our generational experiences are going to help us manage generational, multi-generational situations. And technology is going to be the big key, right? Like if you're running a business somewhere, you're a manager somewhere, you're going to have people that work for you that are all different ages. They're going to have different capabilities, especially when it comes to technology. For me, I am super excited that my PowerPoint remote just worked. <laughs> Where my son would be like, are you serious, dad? <laughs> you know, he probably doesn't even use a clicker. He'd be like, oh, dad, just make it go like, man. <laughs> and while there's some managers and leaders that are like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. I, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I, I, want, I need an IT department. A good leader is going to include all of that. In your network, you want to include all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I need some help with some social media stuff. <laughs> I'm 45 years old and social media stuff is not my game. <laughs> but I know I need it. So I'm trying to find someone to add to my network that can help me with that. Mm-hmm. That's the game. So, now, I'll send you this PowerPoint if you want. Um, okay. Remind me, send me an email. I'll post a link. The stuff's on the, on, on the YouTube channel, too. Okay, and I've never gone to those. Okay, well, but, yeah, I'll send you but, so, yeah. chat then to tell you where to go. Okay. Um, this is what we've spoken about, right? So, having the right mindset is everything i mean everything 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 mm -hmm. everything when mm -hmm. i'm training with my in the martial arts that i train it's it's scenario based and chaos and you know it's about self-defense and if somebody mm -hmm. houses i am i can handle three four guys i'm good to go no problem put my wife in the scenario like she'll come train with us and my mindset gets shifted and i'm all and I don't handle things the same way. Life's no different. The more composed you are, the better, the more professional your mindset, the more effectively and efficiently you're going to handle all the problems that come in your life. Because the problems that come in your life, whether they're, they're people or, or relationships with others, um, whether 
people's relationships with you or how they treat you. They're all lessons. Why are you stressed out about the way somebody says something to you? What's in that? You know, it's hard to be uh, happy all the time and not express that you can be sad, right? You need to be able to look at the balance of everything in your life. I'll stay focused here. It's about the mindset. Mm -hmm. Your career success, <laughs> being a parent, being a teacher, being a coach or a mentor, getting through the tough workout. That I can do this, that I can do this, that I can do this. The reason that's such a big deal is because your body wants to protect itself. It wants to be safe. So it's to take it easy, just relax. You don't need to get up. Your mind is like, no, watch out, fear. Stop, 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 stop. Rejection's going to hurt you. No, it doesn't. It's a mindset. Developing a growth mindset. It is in how we believe things. It is in how we think things are going to react. That's in our DNA. I, my wife and I were talking the other day and I was like, baby, it's in the dinner. She's like, what? I was like, it's in our dinner. What are you talking about? I'm like, our DNA. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but we have been taught to learn things as young kids right and in society and the environment teaches us what 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 watch out and that has kept us safe and in a we're alive and we're functioning and and we might be okay with not having certain things but okay whatever i'm i'm here and i'm good this has kept me safe through trauma before And while we believe that that'll keep us safe, it doesn't necessarily help us grow. Sometimes you have to listen to your instinct. Back away, look at the red flags. Whoa, something's not right. But the doubt and the fear, I don't want to get off the couch. I don't want to do this. I don't want to move forward. I don't want to get the job now. I'm worried there'll always be something, some reason not to do it. Sometimes those reasons are on point. Sometimes those reasons... <laughs> need to be left on the couch. You're not going to be able to know the difference unless you're trying trying to be aware. Because there are times in our lives when we need to just sit on the couch. It's another big problem, right? A lot of people spend their life going and going and grinding and grinding and my success is based on how much I can grind or how much I can be busy. Because my belief system is that the busier I am throughout the day, the more successful I'll be. And that's not the case. You can end up on a treadmill. The professional mindset is always about growth. It's always about development. It's always about including more into your network. So you're never on a treadmill then. Because while you're doing it, while you're getting a sense of uncertainty, but you're still exploring, you might be um, walking this way. And, oh, that's cool. And you take a step, meet a friend, meet a person, find a resource, have an idea, whatever it is, starts in the belief system. That's the mindset. The growth mindset isn't just about, I need to lose weight or I need to eat better, or I need to go to school. 
It's at the beginning. It's about that this is about growth. No one can profess to see what's on the other side of this, but it's something more that we can understand. You need to make the most out of what's happening now. That happens from the mindset of I'm going to grow. What you go through, you grow through. That's not my quote. That's a really cool meme that I have, but it's real. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really happy that I remembered it right there, though. But it's real. And we value that in each other. That's why we listen more to people who are a little older, because you're like, all right, you've been through some stuff. You seem a little successful. Because we measure success based on that money and, and how professional you look. But maybe, maybe not how professional the depth is or how professional your mindset is. Because a professional mm. mindset takes care of its community. And a professional mindset, even if they don't care empathetically about the community, they care about the community's growth because it makes their community the best it can be. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't care about the people, they care about the dollar, this still is real. But eventually you have somebody you care about and you're going to want them to grow and they're not going to grow unless their community grows and so goes the process. Five ways control your mental attitude to foster growth and mindset. Failure, learn, challenge, limit, and feedback. So this is from a Forbes article about how we look at things. We limit beliefs. We fail to see challenges in a way that they're there to teach us. We're not in that learning thought process where everything we go through, we grow through, we grow through because we learn from it. That's the growth. And none of us really go through much while we're succeeding at it, right? You appreciate the success because you just earned it. The go through is the cost. The grow through is the pain or the suffering or the emotional stuff. In our own, we can create our own worst chaos and despair and uncertainty and loss of hope and the limiting beliefs. And I'll get into these a little more a little later, but, and then this point about feedback. Feedback's a big deal because in an organization, successful organizations have these feedback loops. They talk about what's happening, what's going on. It shouldn't even be a big deal in organizations today that you're talking about what's going on. Hello, it's an organization. It's a growing entity. You should be talking about what's going on. It's built out of relationships that fosters communication. That's no different in our life. That's the professional mindset. Comes out of feedback. And the point of feedback isn't just because we're going to talk, we want, we can talk about communication and trust and openness and healthy confrontation and healthy conflict, your specialty. It's because feedback, when you're asking people, what do you think? What do you value? How can we improve? What are your thoughts? Oh, really? 
you created atmosphere of value. I care about what you're saying. I care about what you're doing. I want to see how we can make it better. Because making you better makes me better. Whether it's selfish or not, it's what it does. And because we want to do things in our life that make us feel better, to look at the idea of having a professional mindset and then not doing it, you're remiss. It's, I like to call, it's Santa Claus bringing you a whole bunch of presents and you just picking up the bag and throwing it in the closet. You've got gifts. You are those gifts. Your job then is to become the best you. And that's where we step into the power of now. There is nothing more important than the now. Okay. And the, the concept of now is, is not very different than, than the power of purpose and why, right? Because it guides you. It's the shining light and chaos. It's the leading light and happiness, right? If you're going to get, if I told you that I'm going to give you a big bag of happiness, you don't want to bounce it everywhere. You want to be able to take it with you and keep it safe forever. The way to do that is to be the best you, best possible you in the now. And it happens in a step-by-step process. I'm not talking about unlocking the step-by-step. You wake up at six o'clock in the morning and, okay, and you go have a healthy breakfast and, and you intermittent fast and you go work out and walk and you go hug 18 people. I don't know. The step-by-step is that you're looking at things in your world, the chaos, the good, the bad, and a step-by-step aware, alert atmosphere. I say atmosphere, I should be using the word environment. Oh no, I should be using the word mindset because you're aware here, you're looking. What are you looking for? That's a good question. What you're looking for is the beauty in it all. And yes, that can get to a point where you're looking at the specifics in it. I'll give you an example of how powerful this can be. So wifey and I, uh, we're wish granters. We are told about a wish kid who has a type of cancer that is what they said at the time, terminal. It was awesome. She got a, a, a dog named Snow, Snowflake as her wish, and it got 4 million views, and I got to go viral with the video, except the only <laughs> part of the video you see me is me going, ha, ah, and then my bald spot. Like, <laughs> but it was an amazing day with amazing stuff, and wow. So we build relationships with our wish kids just because as it goes. This particular time, we went down to the hospital to visit them, and they came down. Connie ended up going with uh, the wish kid and her sister and they're hanging out. And I took mom for a walk. Uh-huh. She's about to get some Joel. And she's talking <laughs> about how stressful it is. And when you're inside one of the hospitals with the sick kids, the biggest, it, it's like a jail. You can't go in when you want, even before COVID. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's a difficult place. So the worst part about that is there's a lot of good and very bad stuff that happens. So the mindset can get pretty distraught and I'm walking with mom and walking around and I could tell that she was not that she wasn't trying to be the best she could be, but her mindset was up inside that hospital floor, not mm-hmm. the beauty of what was going on in the now. She wasn't 
looking at, wow, the best me I can be right now to try to be here in this process, in the present, in the step-by-step of it, I told her, listen, stop. And we looked down, I've been looking, I've been walking around. Now she's looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Because I'm looking around and I look down and I see a, a plant that had a leaf on it that was big mm-hmm. enough for me to give to her. I break it off and I hand it to her and I say, okay, now let's walk. And I take mm-hmm. one. And we're walking, I tell her to rub it, hold it. It was kind of cool out that night. You could smell it, it smelled kind of nice. I feel it, look, and I said, imagine the water. I made a joke how I just ripped off a plant's arm. <laughs> <laughs> And all the oxygen that must go into it and how this thing grows. And that's so crazy. And, and we started talking about the process of the leaf, the step-by-step and the beauty and all the way down to the leaf. And what it did was for about 10 minutes was take her out of mm-hmm. what and who Connie was talking about and what was going mm-hmm. on upstairs and all of the other stuff that was happening. And even today she stuck her and her daughter are getting treatment in New York. Haven't been able to see their family when things get bad and she thinks it's going chaotic. I'll just post. Remember the leaf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because being aware of the step-by-step process, it doesn't have to be the leaf. If it's just your purpose or I, this isn't helping me right now, focus where I need to be, I got to step out. That's the step-by-step in it. And what it does is, is it empowers you. Because sometimes while we're getting through this life and this fight, right, and we're trying to get what's ours and we're grinding through and strudging and God, I don't know what strudging means, but I think you get it. <laughs> it empowers us, right? Like, like it's like, okay, what? I mean, I'm not telling you to walk around to the universe and go say, what do you got next? That doesn't oh. ever work well. But after it's been beating you down for a while, at the, the only point that the beat down becomes a lesson is when it's, ah, ah, stop, stop, this all sucks. I can't handle this. And you're like, oh, what? Mm. And that's what a professional does. That's what the mindset does. Because the mindset realizes, okay, you took a couple punches. But it doesn't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that was part of it. Mm. These next few steps are going to be a little harder. All right. But there's a reason those steps are harder. Like it's not an accident. COVID sent everybody home. Right. I don't know what that is. Who made that reason? It happened. It happened. And because, so what's the reason? Is that the universe saying y'all need to go back to your room and take a minute and relax and figure out what really matters? Is it a time for us to be transformative? Is it a time for us to realize what's what? Because for anybody listening to this who wants to go put all that energy into politics and the, and the president, I'm going to go on a little side rant here. In my county alone, there's 552 kids that haven't made it to school since the pandemic started. Mm. The news at all. Mm-hmm. That's our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Where's your energy? Mm-hmm. That's not to you, Annette. I don't know what's going on out there, but that's yeah. That, that's, yeah. Like, as a human being, that's our community. This, that's our neighbors. Wow. You can't jump the fence and fix out there before you fix it inside your own home, mm-hmm. your own gas station. That that's 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 somebody at Publix's brother. That's somebody in your class. Like like these things, <coughs> they rattle our mindset. They're like pies in the face. Mm. 
-hmm. You know, but being able to look at, okay, I got pies coming into the face. Am I going to walk through like this? Da -da -da. Hit me. I'm going to be like, okay. Duck and dodge. Yeah. Hey, enough for nothing. My wife is going to be so happy I used this example today. <laughs> Tell her your student said, excellent. So, and then it's about you, right? Like, like the true... The true sense of meditation is they tell you to start right away taking a deep breath and then you go into thinking about that breath, it coming in and it going out. You think about relaxing your feet and then your arms and hands and then your neck and you're working your way around. Mm -hmm. Whether you're relaxing them with the power of your mind or not, what you're not doing is thinking about the outside world. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about now. And when you think about now, your body re uh, starts to loosen up. And when it starts to loosen up, you can think better. Mm -hmm. That's a professional. That's a mindset. The professional still loses. The professional still moves up and down on that grain of growth or however people want to measure success. But the most successful are those that continue to try and grow. It's the key. Down here, there's a lot of people that are like your mom's age. Mm -hmm. They'll tell you in the assisted living facilities here that brain and body stimulation is key. Movement is life. That's healthy thoughts and stimulation and the body. Mm. <clears throat> and you've got to give your mom that penny, please. <laughs> <laughs> So, I love the time thing. So, fixed growth mindset through um, a growth mindset. We, we've kind of talked about the concept of being fixed and having a growth one. If I just asked you the difference, you, what would you say if I asked you what a fixed mindset was? I mean, you can see it now here, but what, what would you think of that? Oh, not reading it, I would think that it was either fixed on something and can't get out of it. Like you there, you know, you just are stuck on stupid and you just can't leave it or uh, you're trying to fix. Well, it says fixed mindset. Yeah. That's what I think. First thought of it was you can't change. Your mind is fixed on. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's right. Assume right. That our intelligence, character and credibility are static. Okay. Yeah. That's it. You know yeah, I mean? and, okay. and because you're you're gonna be stuck. I don't know if I would always say stuck on stupid, but yeah, <laughs> that's the treadmill, right? Mm -hmm. Like people are like, oh, mm -hmm. this is just how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. What I deserve, mm -hmm. and that's the mindset, mm -hmm. right? Okay. They're opposite yeah. of growth. Okay. And I, I, like I know people like that. They're okay. Like 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 you 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 see managers that have been in a place. I mean, how were you at your last job? Were, were you looking to grow at it? Or uh, were you just going to ride it as long as you could? Well, that that particular department, I was at the top. Next would be manager. Okay. I did the manager position in Texas for like a year and came back to California. And I would not have wanted to be a manager here. So I was pretty stuck. I was pretty but content because 
I had secretary, I had my own office, I had my own hours. I, you know, I was in control of my, my, my stations. And so I was pretty set, but the move, um, you know, again, taking these classes with you is helping me, I don't know, fix my mindset because I was pretty stuck on stupid as far as AAA. That was my life. I knew it. I like the back of my hand. I was professional. I, I mean, of course, we took classes like I'm taking with you. We had to take these classes to build a bar, you know, mindsets and professionalism and stuff. Things change. Um, so, yeah, this was all good for me, I think, looking back now or looking at it now, thinking and that it was going to kill you or you were going to kill somebody. <laughs> So I, I try to go with, like you and Abdi say, things happen for a reason. There's a reason why you're talking to us. But I keep thinking, okay, well, what, well, what is it? Well, where? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, the problem in that, when once you do that, it always leaves a little itch. Right? There's always going to be, you're always going to be thinking about What's the purpose in it? Like why? Mm -hmm. Why now? Mm -hmm. why, why? You know, how did I end up just wait a mm -hmm. minute? I mean, what? So, <clears throat> depending on. Okay, so it doesn't really depend. Let's go back this way. So, whether you're a Buddhist or in Taoism or you believe in the Bible or you're whatever, mm -hmm. part of the faith is. That there's purpose. The other part of the house rules are that you don't question. Mm. Okay. Not hmm. that you don't question your why because you want to follow your purpose, mm -hmm. but you don't question why there's a purpose. Okay. Because you know whatever it is, it's to make you the best you. Okay. And that's the gym. It's called the present for a reason. Mm -hmm. You can't enjoy it if you're always wondering why you're... Yes. That's why we started with, we do this because it makes us feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes us feel good because it influences our echo. Our echo is making people better. <laughs> or maybe it's not the big self-help. Maybe it's just in a business. Maybe it's a product, right? You have a business. Every product starts with a solution. So what? Well, you don't start a business because you don't want people to know it. Mm -hmm. So you tell people what the so what is. Mm -hmm. And it takes some time to find out what it is. So you just stay aware. So... While wondering why Abdi and the videos and our schedule, mm -hmm. everybody's proficient with Zoom now after COVID and, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's a big deal. Oh, speaking of that, I do have something else I want to show you. Oh, yeah. This might make you want to go to, what's it called, quicker. When I say go get what's it called quicker, I mean go to Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> quicker. 
Here we go. All right. So, can you see my screen? Mm-hmm. All right. So this is from the McKinsey.com. Give them their give them their credit. McKinsey and Company. They do studies. Mm-hmm. What I want to show you is this. You can take a picture of it or look at the website, whatever it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. What you're looking at here are numbers that they predict and change. I live, I, my company is the change management company, right? Mm-hmm. Makechanges.life is the website. When you go on the website, you see reasons and ways to manage change better because it's coming. It's one of life's inevitabilities. Regardless of COVID, these statistics demonstrate, look, in the technological and automation potential, 50% mm-hmm. of work activity can be automated. By just Mm -hmm. adapting technology today. That's Mm -hmm. not even new technologies. Mm -hmm. Six out of 10 current occupations have more than 30% of activities that are technically automatable. Mm -hmm. That's stuff like drive-through, cashiers, soon-to-be gas stations, and truck driving. By 2030, Potentially displaced by adoption of automation. This is a potential. So scary numbers. Uh-huh. You're going to have to be in a place where your professional mindset garners you the skills you need to navigate this workforce. So while waiting might be the right option where you certainly have discussed your life in, enough to know um, mm-hmm. and, and avoiding death is a really good motivation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, it might change in the way you look at things, but either way, mm-hmm. people who don't want to do what we're doing right now mm-hmm. are going to have to do what we're doing right now, except mm-hmm. on the back end of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are big numbers. Mm-hmm. So does that mean the end of the world's coming? No. Does that mean that um, you need to hunker down? No, you can't do that. A fixed mindset's not going to navigate that. Let's say those numbers are just half of it. We know change is coming. They have robots mm-hmm. that go through stock machines now. They have mm. things that flip burgers and make things at Burger King and McDonald's, mm. which I can't wait for because then I know I'm getting my food right every time. <laughs> you know, mm. even to the automation in cars. Mm-hmm. You know, they measure the effectiveness of car automation driving. One of them is by how long they stay in the right line in their in their lanes. Mm. Like twelve times better than humans. Mm. <laughs> You know, like change is coming. We need change. Outpacing it. So there's going to be a need for automation, which means a lot of people are going to be out of jobs, which means a lot of people are, some of them aren't going to realize there was a need or ever a need. And they're going to be mad at it all. And this is what I deserve. And then there's going to be others like you who are like, hold up. That's not what I deserve. Because even while you needed 
to be booted out of that job so you can come find your next life purpose, Mm -hmm. you were mad at it. You needed to be mad at it so it would motivate you to change. Okay. That's the game in it, right? Like, like, okay, uh, that that was tasted sour, but (laughs) you weren't going to go through that again. But real quickly, in that position, you could have very easily become fixed. And without COVID in 10, 12 years, your 72-year-old version of, I put you at 60 right now, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Not there yet, but okay. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But like, like, like you're, yeah. you're just the same older version of you. Yeah. True. Which it might not be bad, but you really don't want to be that. If you're going right. to be focused on continued growth, you can't mm-hmm. be that. Mm-hmm. Every article that shows up, every book somebody says to read, you're on social media to learn stuff. You're on LinkedIn to learn things. You're going to places to find out what can I do about my resume. And you're doing it with the mindset of, ah, oh, I can handle this right now. I'm just chilling with my pies. Because if you wait till somebody says, oh, listen, I have a job for you that you can do at home remotely. Because what about that? What about a job at Tesla that you can do at home remotely so when you're ready to get back into the world, you can work your way up? Mm-hmm. I'll say I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you would take the job if offered. So then why not go out and look for it? If it's about just waiting, fine. But now one of the uh, one of the reasons for you not to go out and look for a job in the place you want to be is because of COVID. That's out. Right. Maybe they have something remote. Right. Right. But just going through the process of looking, mm-hmm. like when you go on Indeed and you look for those jobs, it tells mm-hmm. you what skills you have, mm-hmm. what skills you need, what skills you are need. matching. Right. And you go get a master class and a certificate in those things. And you put that yes. on your resume. Okay, look, this is what I have. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're in an interview and they're like, oh, you know what? This is the job. Actually, I do know what the job is for. I spent the last year preparing for it. Right. What you got? Right. right. That's right. Don't expect you, you to do the last part. Probably not. Right. <laughs> Sometimes if I'm cute, if I'm dressed cute enough, I will. Uh, that's <laughs> put a penny down. That's why. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That's my thought process, actually. Hopefully it works out that way. Or somebody does say, Annette, I think you'd be great at this job. Would you want it? <laughs> so how are you going to search if you're not bragging about you? True. Or or meeting people or taking classes or whatever. Yeah. You never yeah. Come across it. That's the professional mindset. Yeah. I'm exploring. That's my. So I don't know yet about next week. I'll find out. Okay. Um, you can text me or email me or. Okay. I'll probably do it, you know, because I enjoy okay. this and this is my life. Like, I like spreading the word. It'll just be up to uh, Abdi. I'm sure he'll say, go ahead. Um, Please let him know that I've been in the classes. Does he know? I'm sure he does. Oh, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to him since I 
got in your classes. I haven't wow. communicated with him at all. Yeah, yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, he's got a big webinar coming up on LinkedIn. Okay. And he's been preparing for that. But I'm going to send him a message uh, tonight just to follow up, to wish him luck, and I'll let him know he said hello. Please, yeah, tell him I said good luck too. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> have a great weekend. Tell you you too. What's up? I will. <laughs> I will. You have a good weekend too. Thank you. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.